0: Hi queens with the same king, welcome to today's edition of A Message For Hill. a podcast series geared towards your healing, empowerment and revival. Ladies, we deserve to live our best life, the life that God planned for us. However, I know in reality there are so many factors affecting us from that opportunity. There are so many things that we face in this life that you know, can affect us from actually just living. There are so many women, even you, may be listening to me at this moment and you are saying, gosh, I'm just surviving. My name is Danielle Placid, and to many, they call me the priceless woman. And it is my pleasure to spend time with you today to discuss the topic, broken Koreans can still color. But before we do that, I want you to remember that you are loved, you have value, and you are priceless. Now when we hear this quote or this phrase, broken crayons can still color, it sounds a bit cliche, it sounds a bit, you know, I've always heard this, this kind of thing. But take a minute to understand that wrapped up in this quote, broken crayons can still color. It's a message of hope to broken lives. A message of hope to those who feel messed up, broken, can't be used by God, for those who feel as though they are too far gone to be rescued. Now, when I think back to my early childhood days, yes, I'm going right back there, um, there were always... You know, entire boxes full of broken crayons. And I want you to just take a minute and go back, whether it be to your kindergarten days or your primary school days, and just reflect a bit. There were always boxes filled with broken crayons. Those crayons would snap, break when pressed upon too hard. You know, when you're coloring and you're really into coloring the pages, they would just break and even so, those same crayons would be left on the floor, maybe stepped upon, um, basically broken into looking like, you know, it can't be used. But take a minute, and if you would remember carefully, they weren't so broken to be discarded or given up upon. It was always the teacher's responsibility at the end of the day to remind us, the students, that, that we ought to pick up the pieces and place them back in the boxes along with those that are intact for they would be used to color again, just the same as if they were whole. Do you remember that? Now, this little, this little quote also reminded me of my daughter who, you know, had her first experience coloring and her crayon broke. There was a tantrum, but funny enough, I had to show her and explain to her that baby girl, those crayons may be broken, but it's still fit for use. I was always blown away by the artwork she presented, even using those broken crayons. And mind you today, she's exceptional at what she does. Now, just the same way or the same thought pattern There are so many of us who feel broken as a result of traumatic experiences in our life. And for more than one reason, we find it difficult to rise above our situation. Now, this space that we're in right now, um, we always get into the word of God because it's there to guide us and it's the best guide that we can have. So as we enter the word, one such person that comes to mind is Tamar. The daughter of the most beloved psalmist king david maybe you have never heard of her or as we normally do skip through the pages of the areas of the bible you know that we feel hasn't or cannot bring anything significant to our space or you know or bring something that would really still our spirits yeah i know that can happen and in reality, we know that we can just bypass some people, right? <laughs> there are some ladies or there are some people who we just bypass. Tamar could be one of those persons in the Bible. But that goes to show that we are quick to judge or form opinions, negative opinions about others, especially when we do not know their story. I encourage you today to just trade your specs, for God's specs and see what God wants to teach us through Princess Tamar. Now, it is no secret that some life events can easily spiral beyond our control or our foresight. Have you ever faced an experience before where you said, My God? I would have never seen this coming my direction, but it did. Have you ever experienced a situation that knock you off your feet or knock you down, and you feel like you can't get up again? Things that easily make us lose hope, and there are things that will come our direction, or you may be facing it right now. That is challenging the very core of who you were designed to be. Well, Second Samuel thirteen records one of those. Events. It is one of the hardest, gut-wrenching accounts of all times that i found in the Bible. It gives us an insight into the life of Princess Tamar, who was beautiful, graceful, hospitable, and innocent all in one package. Now, she was the daughter of the king, David, as I said before, and the sister of the very, very, very handsome Absalom. Additionally, she was also the half-sister of Anon, this account tells us that Enon was consumed by lust for his sister, which drove him to the to the unthinkable. Now, Enon, as recorded in Second Samuel 13, that he said he was in love with her, so he was consumed by this presence of um, lo- uh, lust. It was not love, as he was indicating, but it was lust. And Tamar's encounter with her half brother Enon was one. Only built on pretense and built on abuse and rejection and shame after having been raped and robbed of every sense of purity by him. Now it it reads in the account in Second Samuel, and I love to read from the Message Bible. I guess by now, for those who listen to me, you would know that by now, and it says, Enon said, clear everyone out of the house and they all cleared out and then he said to timar bring the food into my bedroom where we can eat in privacy she took the nourishing dumplings she had prepared and brought them to her brother inon in his bedroom so she was doing what a sister does you know a good sister <laughs> yes a good one um but when she got ready to feed him he grabbed her and he said come to bed with me my sister could you imagine that Now, Tamar, knowing the relationship that they had, said, No, my brother, she said, Don't hurt me like this. This kind of thing isn't done in Israel. Don't do this terrible and disgraceful thing. Where could I ever show my face again? And you, you'll be out on the street in disgrace. Oh, please speak to the king so he will not let you marry me. But Anon did not listen Being much stronger than she is, um, she was, he raped her. No sooner had Anon raped her that he hated her, an immense hatred. The hatred that he felt for her was greater than the love he had for her, the superficial love. He said, get up, he said, and get out, basically rejecting her. And She said, oh no, my brother, she said, please. This is, an, this is even worse evil than what you just did to me. But he wouldn't listen to her and he called for his, you know, his guards and he said, get rid of this woman, Get, get her out of my sight and lock the door after her. And, you know, you can continue to read the story as you go along. Now, I know some of you may be listening to this and you may be able to identify with her experience and you may not want to explore this area of your life. As a matter of fact, you prefer to hide your wounds and live as though the past never existed. In fact, you may ask, how in the world this woman can help me? What can Tamar's story do to me? A woman whose life was wrapped up in pain, hurt, rejection, abuse, shame, fear, and behind the veil, strong hate. Well, this account, though some feel it's too scandalous to be in the Bible, it is really a reflection of both you, it's a reflection of me. You see, the broken pieces of her life represent parts of our story. Tamar's life is evidence of the enemy and his usual rampage to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Second Samuel 12, 30 says, indicates that after turmoil and wicked that was done to her, she remained bitter and she remained desolate. Now the truth is, there are some situations in life that do leave us in a desolate place, a place of emptiness, a place that we are reduced to fragments, we feel ruptured, torn, fractured, we can't function, basically down and out, broken and desolate. That's the truth. What's my truth? I've been there most of you know that you know and if you don't know I openly share that at the early age of 12 and um, I was sexually abused by a young man who proclaimed to be God-fearing and then around the age of 14 I was almost raped and basically I was a victim of sexual abuse and then later on in my life a product of a broken family relationship where my parents separated And, and so much more happened to my life that affected me from at that time living my best life now like Tamar various life challenges would have left me broken and desolate however the difference is I did not remain in that state because the life giver God stepped in and as the book of Genesis chapter fifty twenty states, what the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for his good. And if you didn't hear anything that I said before, I just want to reiterate that what the enemy meant for evil over your life, God is able to turn it around for good. Now, there is always a message in our brokenness. Yes, as difficult as this songs, there is a message. You don't have to remain desolate and in an empty state. C.S. Lois said hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. Now I know that today when I was experiencing my hardship, you would have told me this statement and I would have said, get the step in. But today I can give you the assurance that hardship often prepare us for an extraordinary destiny. You see, God can do something with the broken pieces of our lives. He can do something so beautiful and something good. He takes our confusions and and turns it into something good because he understands what we face. The plan of the devil is the same, that being to kill, to steal, and to destroy us at any point, at any cost possible. Now, God is the basis for our transformation. And though the struggle is real, so is he. Throughout scriptures and the lives of those who rose above their circumstances, they provided us with evidence that God is a God of divine reversal. He can glean good out of the evil that we face. Ladies, God loves us more in a moment than anyone can in a lifetime. He will never quit doing so. And that's that's written in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32, verse 3, that God's love for us is more than anyone can do in a lifetime. In the midst of this in- unstable world, his love for us remains stable. So if you ever doubted um, the love of God over your life, I can assure you that people may reject you. You may have faced some embarrassing situation and some been in some difficult places and feel left alone, but God, his love for you remains stable. You see, God invites us to expose our wounds to Him, expose our broken lives to Him, just as the woman with the alabaster box who poured her oil that she had before her masters. Instead of floundering around in the past or the present situation, and you know, work towards releasing your situation to God. Now, you may say that it's difficult, and I know there are some things that we face that is so difficult for us to let go. But I want to guarantee you, I want to encourage you to let God touch those wounds. The Bible says in Hebrews 4, 15 to 16, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. And God is saying to you, I understand. I understand because I am God and I want to be God of your life. The writer of Hebrews tells us that we can and should turn to Jesus for help and and grace because he is sympathetic. He's a sympathetic high priest who has experienced the same kinds of painful experiences we do except that he did not sin. We ought to look for him, to him for strength and for comfort. Your trials are a heartfelt invitation from God that ensures his nearness and his active hand in your daily life. Then his ministry will be magnified through you. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power works best in your weakness. So God is saying to you today, wherever you are, that his power will work best in your life, even in this broken place that you Don't resist God. You see, people who resist the elements that God uses to tenderize their spirits usually end up as walking around wounded. And they are all around us, yes, in our offices, in our homes, schools, sports teams, even our churches. Perhaps the most common walking wounded is the person who has underground river of anger, ready to burst through the surface like you know, it's it's like a, a pressure in a pipe kind of thing. And in my country, Trinidad and Tobago, we say pressure can burst the pipe. You see, some things that we face is so bottled up, it's so hidden that we can't we can't just live our best life. Some people are walking around carrying wounds that, you know, that, that hurt so much. It's it's things that were inflicted by parents, inflicted by a spouse, inflicted by a child, a boss. Others blame God for the pain of their broken dreams and lack of fulfillment. And then to have a tainted view of the future because they never grew out of the pain of the past. I am saying to you today that though you may be broken, There is a plan for your life, and God wants that plan to be materialized and manifested in your life. Here's what Isaiah said in chapter 52, verse 2. He says, Arise from the dust, O Jerusalem, sit in a place of honor, remove the chains of slavery from your neck, O captive daughter. There is only so much a person can do to fill this kind of pain until it all catches up with you and you are left feeling overwhelmed, you are left feeling broken, you are left feeling like as though life has no meaning. But I want to repeat to you, Arise from the dust, O daughter, and sit in a place of honour. Remove the chains of slavery from your neck, because God wants to take control of your life. Now you have two options. You can keep running and numbing the pain or face it and deal with it once and for all. But how does one face it at all? Because we could sit around chatting all day and we could sit around talking about letting it go and giving it up and you all know, those sorts of nicety. But how is it done? Firstly, you must know that you are not alone. The good news is that we don't have to face it all by ourselves. A very comforting and free moment for me was when I learned to leave all of my pain into God's hands. In addition to that, you can seek help from a friend, a pastor, a counselor, and just let it go. Let Give yourself that freedom and that space and allow others into your life to share in your experience, to walk this journey with you. The Bible says in 2 Timothy four seventeen, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. So in addition to knowing that you are not alone and that you matter to God and you matter to other people, you can trust in him. You can trust in God. I, I knew that I could trust in God when with my very deepest hurts and mistakes, I understood that he loved me even in my darkest season. And I really had to come to that place because God reassured me that he wanted to see me restored, happy, and well on all levels. He said something very important in the book of Isaiah 46.4. I have made you. I will carry you. I will sustain you. And I will rescue you. God wants to carry you. And your pain Your wounds. He wants to sustain you. He wants to wrap you in His arms. The Bible says, too, that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is protection in the arms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thirdly, surrender. Ha! Can you imagine? Surrender. Now, I usually have counseling sessions with people from time to time. Yeah, I do that. And um, it's always a joy and it's always a privilege to see when the persons cross their experience and, you know, living their best life. And it's always also painful to see persons go through difficult places in their lives. You know, this week I had the opportunity of chatting with a young lady, you know, while we're doing our counseling session and, you know, trying to get her through her situation and her experiences. However, this week, our interaction was different. She was glowing, she was smiling, she looked. She walked in with her shoulders held high, there was just a pep in her step. And I said to her, I said, what's different about you today? You know, I know we've been spending some time together, chatting and trying to help you and we're partnering together to get you on this journey. And she, say, she said to me, I reached a point in my life where I said, God, I am not sure how to do this, but I am tired of carrying it all by myself. She said, God, I am tired of feeling this way. Please help me. She said immediately she felt a deep sense of freedom and a peace that she can't understand. And I want you to know, ladies, God wants us to stop gripping what he wants to hold. Because you see, he is the one that is able to take us through every dark place in our life. He is the one that when we are in the hardest of hard places, that he shows up. He is the one when the furnace seems as though the heat is being turned up. He is the one that is there to brace us. And to embrace us. The word says that he will walk through the fire with us. He will go through the storm with us. He will help us cross every mountain. Surrender. Give it to God. Fourthly, forgive yourself and others who have hurt you. And while on this journey of restoration and healing, we must be aware of forgiving others that hurt us. And you see... Forgiveness is, is your journey to freedom. Eh? It's not an easy thing, but it's, it's a choice. It's an opportunity for God to rescue you. It's an opportunity to stop the enemy from allowing hate and bitterness and all these things to grow and to be part of your life and to take away all the anger and stuff. It's an opportunity for God to work in your life. So forgiveness is a healthy thing. It's, it's It may not be easy to forget what transpired in your life, but it's an opportunity to open the door and the pathway for God to work in and through you. The journey of grace. We must not forget the journey of grace. You can never rush the process and everyone's healing process looks so different to to that of someone else because I I know for sure, I I cope with things different from you. But, ladies, be gentle with yourself. That is something I want to repeat because my truth is, I'm not always gentle with myself. I'm very hard on myself at times and God always have to remind me, listen, growing growing is a process. Healing is a process. So be gentle with you. Be gentle with you. Take each day as it comes. You know, I always... uh, laugh at this song one day at a time one day at a time but i have reached a place in my life truth be told a day is a bit too long sometimes so i say one moment at a time so feel free a day might be long for you to go through the entire day just you know and it's a bit tough just take it one moment at a time god doesn't expect us to run from the pain but to run To him in the midst of our pain. For he says, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. So ladies, broken crayons can still color. You may feel overwhelmed by the brokenness in your life. And you may not even see the potential of what lies within you. But know that your past, your hurt, your brokenness does not define you and just going back on the account with Tamar her life ended where she remained at home bitter and desolate that is not what God wants for us God wants us to rise above where we are you see you were created in the image of a living God who is who is waiting and, and ready to help us carry our pain a God who wants to see us healed and restored now, if God could do it for me, I have had experiences in my life, too many to count, but he did it for me. He can certainly do it for you. I can see that I was a broken crayon and I'm still coloring today. I'm still painting beautiful pictures. You see, when we come to God, we will be in a better position to do a few things. One, to recognize what the enemy stole from us. And that's important. Recognize what the enemy wants to do in your life and what he has taken from you and declare it and hand it over for God so God can take you through it and God can allow you to be restored and to recover more than you would have lost. Secondly, we must realize who we are. Tamar didn't live out her full potential as a princess, as royalty. She was part of royalty. So too, we are part of royalty. And no matter where you have been and what you have been through, God is saying, crown up, my darling, crown up. For you are clothed in strength and dignity. You see, what you you what tried to kill you can't. The things the enemy bring before you may try to kill you, but with God on your side, girl, take up your crown and wear it proud. You are royal. Now, in addition to recognizing and realizing what God wants to do for you, we must remember that God wants to do a work in and through us and his work will be done well allow God to do that work. Recognize the Lord is Lord over your life. Recognize that his plan for us is not one to harm us. Recognize he's a God that flip the table and will flip the table and turn things around for you. Just give yourself over to him. Also, we must remain faithful to him knowing that he is faithful to us because He says He will never leave us, neither forsake us. So guess what? He's not born nowhere. He is a good M-A-N. He is a good man. He will never leave you, neither forsake you. And then, through all our experiences, when we come through this dark season of our lives... God wants us to use our situation to rescue others. God wants us to share our story. God wants us to take up the phone, call up a friend, call up a sister. This week, you know, we'll be celebrating International Women's Day, um, you know, this month, and call a sister up and hold her hand and help her to straighten her crown. Let her know that she's part of royalty. You see, a beautiful piece like you and I We've been through things. We may be broken at times, but with God's help and with God's hand, he can put us back together again. A critical world judges our cracks. Um, You know, they see the missing pieces, but they forget or they don't pay attention to the, the beauty that God when God work in and through us, they don't pay attention to when God put us back together again. He can take the broken pieces of our lives and turn them into a masterpiece fit for his use. Ladies, we've been chatting a while about broken Koreans can still color. Mind you, you can still be somebody in this world. You are still fit for the master's use. Give yourself over to God be open, be transparent to God. And I can tell you, I can assure you that God wants to be close to you. God wants to take that hurt and pain and turn it into something beautiful. So I must say we've spent a long time together, yes? So thank you for listening to me today. Remember that you are loved, you have value, you are priceless. And as we walk this journey together, let's take God and let's embrace God on our side so that God can help us discover the best vision of ourselves. Remember to stay tuned and to share this podcast series, a message for her, one that is geared towards your healing, empowerment, and revival. Love you ladies. Until the next time. Also, I want your help. So could you help me share this podcast to somebody who needs it? And before I go, happy International Women's Day.